Hello, welcome to Game Changer. Monday through Friday, David Villa and our crew dive into God's Word and talk about how to take principles from the Bible and apply them to our daily lives. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our host. Hey guys, welcome to Friday Game Changer. I'm David Villa, and I'll be your host today, the hostess, hostess for the Moses. Is that Ghostbusters? Is that what that is? No, what is that? I don't know. Why Where did is that I, why did I say Ghostbusters? <laughs> The ghostess for the mostest. That's what they said, I think. I think you're saying hostess because they have the giant Twinkie. <laughs> they said ghostess for the mostest, I think. But then That's somebody bit on it and said hostess for the mostest at some point. So we're here. The host, Mike's, Mike pulled it up quick. <laughs> the hostess for the mostest on the ball, a song, an act, one of the 1950 Broadway. I'm sh- pretty sure I didn't see it there. <laughs> 1950 Broadway musical, Call Me Madam. It's not where I originally saw it. But all righty. So, hey, it's a Friday. And we are wrapping up our series today on Love Note, and I uh, hope you guys have enjoyed it. And it's February, it's the month of, of love. So Diane and I, for the last like uh, three days, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we've been talking about um, husbands and wives specifically, or men and women, and we've been talking about love and respect in the words of Aretha Franklin, right? A little R.S., R-E-S-P-E-C-T, find out what it means to me. And if you've, and then, you know, love men is, it, I was reading something it's just to kind of recap, just one little thing on it. Um, I was reading a devotion this morning that actually talked about that. Um, and then I kind of followed up on some of my notes and was looking at um, the respect and love thing. And it's it's really interesting because of the, the, the you got to go back and you got to study what those words mean. It's, and I, we're going to jump off it because today we're talking about, um, am I loving the people I lead? Now that has to do with your spouse, has to do with your children, it has to do with your coworkers, it has to do with your teams, it has to do with your ministry, it has to do with whatever it is you do. We're going to talk about, am I loving the people I lead? So we're going to talk about leadership today and loving uh, in leadership. But I was looking at something on the um, husband and wife and respect and love. Now this is what's crazy about that. The word love, husbands love your wife, means agape love. That's what it means. <clears throat> so think about this. That's a God love. So it is impossible. No, hear me on this. It's impossible for me to love like God because I'm not God. But yet he says to love your wife as Christ loved the church. And that's agape love. So he's sitting there saying, love her in my kind of love. So think about that. That's okay. That's, that's really almost like an impossible task. However, the respect, this is what's crazy. The respect is a total, we talked about this yesterday, is a total different word from, from, from the respect that's in the Bible in most other places <clears throat> where it talks about like respecting your elders, respecting, you know, authority, things of that nature. It literally talks, it brings in like the word honor and respect, respect and fear, not in a fear in a negative way, but, but it, it's the same respect, listen to this, that you have for God. Now that's impossible because he's not God. So if you look at those two things, God is saying to the wife and to the husband to do this in a special way. So this is what I got out of that, and we'll leave it here. The only way to love her like Christ loved the church is to let his love flow through me and me to see her as he sees her. And the only way for her to respect me as she respects God is for her to respect God through me, respect God 
through, you know, through, through looking at me, looking, I'm respecting God and, and, and he provided this relationship. And it's a very tough thing, but if you look at that, it's, it's actually why his way would work. If you think about it, it's why his way would work because it includes him without him. It's impossible to do those things. So it include it includes him and he made sure of in his word. And I never knew that. I never, I never really looked at that and I'm going to study that more. But that's really, really a, a revelation to me, and hopefully that, that helps you a little bit. It's it's actually, it's actually the plan for marriage, husband and wife, in God's way. So kind of deep, but it's really cool. And those are those. That's what those two words mean, and uh, that's what they translate. So let's jump into. Am I loving the people that I lead? Right, First <clears throat> Corinthians twelve. Paul writes about spiritual gifts. We've probably studied this right. Um, and looked at it and, and looked at all the different gifts and leadership and the importance of bracing your gifting is in there, right? Leadership is one of the, um, you know, is, 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 is a lot of leaders look at this chapter. A lot of pastors or Christian leaders give this to us, you know, to uh, men, people they're mentoring and people they're leading, people that are on their staff, you know, to, to look at and read about. So in first Corinthians 14, Paul continues right in this line of reasoning as he talks about leaders sounding a clear, clear call. He says, you know, um, and right in the middle, right is first Corinthians 13. And it's commonly known right as the love chapter. If you've ever attended a, a Christian wedding ceremony, right. You know, you've most likely heard a verse or two quoted from this passage for, uh, years, the placement of first Corinthians 13, you know, it's always puzzled me. Then one day it hit me in the face and first Corinthians 13 is a chapter on how to lead, not how to be a great spouse. I'm going to say it again. It's a, it's a chapter on how to lead, not to be a great spouse. Pull up First Corinthians um, 13, Mike, and just put it over on the side. We'll get to it in a second, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna look into this just for a second. And it talks about um, if I speak of the tongues of men or angels, don't have love. I'm a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have to get the prophecy, can fathom all mysteries and knowledge. And if I have faith, it can move mountains, but I don't have love, I'm nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor, give my body to hardship that I may boast, but I don't have love, what? I gain nothing. Then he goes into love is patient, love is kind. It doesn't envy, it doesn't boast, it's not proud, it doesn't dishonor others, it's not self-seeking, it's not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. You guys know what I'm talking about? You've heard this mm-hmm. on and on. There's, there's a lot more. Love never fails. It goes on and just goes on and on and on. And then 13th verse says, and now these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. So it includes, obviously, marriage, everything, but it's not a, it's not a chapter, right, on, um, on how to be a great spouse. It's a chapter on how to lead. And so... If you look at it, we need to lead, lead like Jesus. And Jesus led, he wasn't even married. His bride was the church. His bride is you and I. And so Jesus led through love. So can I just say leaders can't effectively, hear me, they can't effectively lead people they don't love. If you apply, if you apply 1 Corinthians 13 to, um, to your leadership, right, let me ask you this question. Would it describe how we treat the people of God placed under our authority? Would, would, it, would it describe how you treat them? Would it describe how I treat them? So God, so let's consider what love is, right? Love is patient, okay? So here's a question, and, and I'm asking this myself, and I can say resoundingly I've, I've failed, and the answer's been no to this. Am I giving others the same room to make mistakes as I want them to give me? Hmm. How about this one? Love is, 
kind so that the people that I lead actually like being around me? Don't answer that. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to know the answer to this question, just ask yourself how much they ask to hang out with you outside of work. Now, there's been times where that's been good, and there's been times where I'm like, why didn't anybody come over? Why didn't no one show up? Why didn't? Why did everybody have plans all of a sudden? So there's been there's been I've been on both sides of that coin, and it's a it's a blessing to have people want to be around you outside of work in some ways as well. So we're we're we've you can have the opportunity to correct things and and lead right. But think about that for a second. Love is kind. So ask yourself this question: How much does somebody that works for you or that you lead want to hang out with you outside of work? Let me stop there for a second. Before we go to the, we're going to go into these, we're going to break them down. What do you guys think so far? So, I mean, I know it's hard because you work for, for me and, and Diana and, you know, you work here. And, mm-hmm. But I mean, just in general, in general, even if you didn't work for someone, maybe you've served in another team, maybe you've been involved in another company, maybe you've worked, I mean, you know, have you been around where there were, there were times where kindness necessarily didn't show up and you didn't want to be around someone outside of your task? Anything? Yeah. Um, the first thing, I mean, my mind kind of goes to the first one of patience. I think um, one of the things about, you know, the Lord, right? One of the things about the Lord is that he doesn't, it talks about in the Bible that man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Right. And obviously, you know, we're not God. We don't see people's hearts. But, you know, a lot of times when I see maybe someone on my my team being maybe like, n- not lazy, but like, not motivated or not, you know, you know, some, there's something like that's changed something that's, Hey, like, you know, we don't need to be as creative. Like sometimes you just got to keep it simple or something like that. Um, sometimes I try to look at not just what they said, cause it'll frustrate me. And I think what helps me with patience is looking at, okay, you know, maybe why are they saying that? What do I know about their life? And I think it does take knowing, you know, making a point to know your team, but you know, what's going on in their life? You know, I know that they work like insane hours, so it makes sense that they don't want to put in extra hours to go, you know, maybe make something super intricate, super creative. But then I can, you know, then walk them through as a leader. Hey, I totally, you know, I understand what you're you're saying. Yeah, sometimes simple is better. But here's the thing, like we, we want to always pursue that, being able to be creative. And maybe is there something going on that you know, in your life that, you know, you can kind of walk them through, Hey, are you in a busy season? Like, how can I come alongside you? How can I, Mm -hmm. you know, walk with you through that? Um, and give that the grace, exactly what you said, like that I'd want to receive in, in my seasons of that. No one understands. Maybe, maybe I haven't shared, um, but need, need the patience nonetheless. Yeah. And anybody else? Good. All right. So in, in it also, it doesn't just, you know, think about, think about it from the perspective of who who maybe you serve or who leads you, but also, you know, keep in mind that God's called you to be a leader. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, don't be so quick to criticize without looking in the mirror, you know, and, and say, how do I handle this? Yeah. And, you know, so let's look at the next one here, right? Let's break the scripture down a little further with regards to leading. Love always protects. Love always protects. This is what this is the Bible talking about love. We're talking. This is love note. This is the week. This is a month of love, right? Some of you guys for the last three days were like, "Man, you're talking about husband and wife." I mean, I'm not married. Okay, it's great. It'd be wonderful. I just want a man. I just want a woman. I just I just want somebody so I can mess up, you know, and argue with. You know, I want to throw something to somebody or whatever, right? And then now here's yeah, your chance. That's you. You probably should uh, wait to get a relationship. Yeah, yeah, you should wait. <laughs> 
but but here's but but the, here's the thing today. So today we're talking about something that we can all relate to, right? We're 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 being led by someone. We're leading people. We're involved in that aspect, and so we're breaking down the Word of God with regards to our leadership, and we're we're finding out if we're being led by love and leading by love. And this is what the Bible says: love always protects. So here's my question: Do I have my staff's back? Do you have your people's back? Do you have the small group that you lead? Do you have their back? Do you have your family's back? Do you have your kids back? Do you have your spouse's back? Your division, your department. You know, do you have do you have do you have your staff's back? And so can I just say it's discouraging to work for someone or to to work under someone or serve someone who demands loyalty, listen, but won't extend it. It's good. It's really good. Were you good? Anybody got a comment? Pop in here. Pop in here. Or forever hold your peace. Mike, you got anything? You good? Um, I mean, the protects thing always speaks to me because the people that end up being in my circle, um, whether they're a leader or not, to me, um, I feel like that. I feel like love goes both directions too. When you talk about this, we're talking about are you loving the ones that you lead? But when you extend love to the people that you are leading, that love is then returned because, yeah. in the same way that if somebody attacked Ashton, not necessarily physically, but verbally, I would go back I would go after them the same way that I would if somebody was attacking my wife because she's somebody that I love and I extend that love back to her because she shows it to me. So I just think it's a it's a two-way street when we're talking about this too and that's kind of what I'm getting taking away from this is not only do we as leaders need to be showing love but when we are showing love we're also getting that love in return. Mm. Mm. Okay. That's good. Some comments if you guys are on YouTube and you want to put I see some of your comments coming in. I see Danny saying, speaking from experience, look, Danny went out and got a YouTube account. <laughs> He's not on his wife's anymore. <laughs> speaking from experience, I've seen it, dealt with it, bad leadership. Um, Melissa Abel said, you just answered questions regarding my church leaders. Uh, Dumasani says, love is not self-seeking. You're a better leader when you're a servant leader. It's about the team and not yourself. Amen. Mm-hmm. It's very hard yeah. sometimes to put that into perspective, but in with, with leadership, becomes more responsibility. It becomes more accountability, and you are you are also more um, you're held at a higher accountability and standard. And so let's break it down a little further. Let's look at number four. Right, uh, love always trust. Ooh, that's a big one. So do I believe the people who lead their assigned areas can make day to day decisions without my input? I'm going to tell you that's a tough one for me. And you know what's interesting is you can say I believe it, and I do say that. I'll just use myself as an example. I do say that. I mean, I got a great team. We do this. We do. And I truly believe that. But belief is not just saying that or even thinking that, you know, wow, you know, I'm really blessed. And this is, you know, people tell me a lot in different divisions here. It happens all over this whole company, but somebody would, would brag on our team. And I agree with him. And, um, but I can tell you that I still struggle with, and our team just does a really good job of probably overcoming it, covering it. And, not showing it, but sometimes I'll get involved possibly too much. And that's a, that's a level of, that's a level, whether I want to admit it or not of, of not trusting. Right. I mean, Mm. so even though you do, but then there are times when you don't. So it's not like you say you do it, you do it in a couple of times and all of a sudden you can just chalk it up saying, man, you don't trust, you don't trust us. It's, it's, it comes in spurts. I mean, sometimes you're having a bad day and then it might show up in the, rea- in, the re- in the, in the, you know, in, in the micromanagement or, you know, but the reality is love. If you, if you love, it always trusts. So you, you know, I've, I've, I've found that it's necessary to believe, right. The people that 
lead assigned areas that serve here and serve in what we do in this business, in this marketplace ministry, right? That they can make day-to-day decisions without my input. And I would rather that truthfully. What do you guys think about that? I mean, that's a tough one. I know you guys are on the other side. I mean, we I've just admitted that, you know, that I do that sometimes. What do you guys think about, you guys have a comment on that or maybe some input on that from the perspective of somebody who has that happen to them sometimes? <laughs> um, I would say... If on the other side of that coin, one of the hardest things is it, it's it's never losing trust because I don't know that Dave's ever lost, and I I don't want to make this too like in depth, but I don't know that Dave's ever lost <clears throat> trust in me. I think it's I think when you have that that what you're speaking to, it's not necessarily you don't have trust in the person, it's you don't have trust in the process of how things are getting done, and that comes from the other side in showing that you can trust the process and what they're doing. So I think again, it's a two way street. You you have to you have to. It's like it's it, trust is kind of like faith in the way. Sometimes you have to jump off the cliff and know that God's got your back. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, I mean, I definitely can relate to you. I feel like I have that personality <laughs> you do as that. well. Okay, yeah, so you, okay. I was gonna... Yeah, I have that personality um, to do that, and I think something that you know helps me, although it is a work in progress daily. Um, help something that helps me is the fact that, um, like when you aren't trust the same way as a, as a like as a leader and as a person I want people to trust you know where I'm at I I have to also in return you know give that and I think it sometimes can be hard because you know for me and I think it's probably the same thing for you like when I see something maybe not where I think it should be or something where you know it doesn't look like it's going to go the way it needs to go I okay you know I'll just step in I'll just make it work I can do this. And I think honestly, for me at least, I'm not saying this is you, but for me it comes, it can be a sense of pride. And it's not because I mean to be, oh, I can do all the things. But mm-hmm. in, in you know, in it's the same thing comes out of like, if okay, if this can't happen, I'll just do it. Rather than, okay, you know, letting people fail kind of honestly. Sometimes it's just like, the, I, I work at my church as well. And there's some Sundays like, it can be super frustrating if someone doesn't come prepared the way that they need to come prepared. Like I gave every resource, I gave every ounce of thing that I can give. And if someone doesn't, you know, come prepared and our team does come prepared for the most part, but there's one off Sundays, I gave everything I could and then they're not prepared. It's like, okay, well, you know, it's not going to be like me going to play the play. I don't know, another instrument that I don't play, but it's going to be, Hey, like, you know, we're going to have to work through this this morning. Like we're going to have to, you know, fail a little bit so that this doesn't happen again and I think so it's sometimes it can be the fear of failing and rather than letting it fail because no one wants anything to fail we step in um and it can be almost the opposite effect because it doesn't teach anything then we can never trust the the people um or the or the process or whatever it is because we're not teaching them how to fail and how to get back up the same way we had to learn one time or another to fail and get back up. And so I think, to be honest, that's why it's so important, like love tr- trusts, because if if you're entrusted, if you're entrusting someone with the role that they're in, then you have to like trust them with the role that they're in. Yeah. And that God, the same way God puts leaders in place, God puts pe- people underneath the leaders in place. Um, and doesn't mean everyone, you know, fits the role, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think it, I think it could be discouraging. <clears throat> You know, I think too, it comes down to, um, based on what Ashton said, because a lot of times the, um, 
and we have a few more to get to, but a lot of times when it comes to the trust factor, especially when it shows up with us micromanaging or stepping in, it comes, I think it comes from the fact that of lack of preparation in general. And I, what I mean by that is, or lack of, we, we can't wait till, and I know one of Radiant uh, Church, the, our, our church that uh, um, all, I think all of us pretty much go in here go to, um, you know, one of the things that they subscribe to, we don't practice on people, right? Or we practice. Yeah, we don't practice on people. Yeah, we don't practice on people. So they're not waiting until Sunday. Things happen. And uh, certainly, you know, things happen and that are out of uh, unforeseen. But the reality is it gets dealt with that day you know, and just to make the best of it. And then if it's, if it's, if it's a down day or if it's a day that possibly some things happen, you know, hiccups happen, then you just make the best of it. And then you deal with it after, and then you deal with it after, because after Sunday is ahead of time for the next Sunday. Mm -hmm. And so the reality is I think a lot of times that, you know, deal, deal with it. There's a, the process has maybe some areas that are broken down in it. And so, you know, Ashton, when she says like, sometime I'll dive in, I'll say, Hey, I'm just going to do this, or you know, I just, you know, I just, I'll just step in and do it. It, it. it comes for me from a sense of pride, but it also comes from a sense of fear <clears throat> that, mm-hmm. you know, man, this has got to be right. And, and it might come from pressure. It might come from fear. It might come from like, yeah. you know, there's been a couple mistakes. I don't want another one. Whatever it is, and and the reality is that is not an example of the day of. It's an example of everything in preparation. And I don't mean that for her, yeah. I mean for all of us. And it could be slight little things. Like she said, most of the time they don't do that. So there could be great preparation. But that's what a, lead, a leader has to love and trust, but also instill that trust, I think, in advance so that, that, it, that, it's, so that there's no need to um, step in. And that can come through training. That's another lesson. But, but I think love does that as well, you know. And um, let's look at the next one here, though. Love hopes. Always hopes. That's what the Bible says. That's a good, that's really, that's a really cool, cool statement. Love always hopes. So here's the, here's the thing I want to ask myself and ask you, do we automatically assume the worst or the best about people? Think about that for a second and think about the people you lead. Think about the people who lead you. Think about the people that you impact. Do you automatically assume, do they automatically assume the worst or do they automatically assume the best? So I think this in this is the thing about love always hoping it's amazing what can happen when a leader believes in the people they lead. Mm-hmm. When you believe in them and believing in them can just be, you know, when they walk by touching them on the shoulder, you know, can be patting them on the back, can be like saying an encouraging word, can be, you know, giving them shooting them an email, shooting them a text saying, hey, I just want to tell you, I appreciate you. It can be giving them more responsibility. It can be, it can show up in so many different things. Yeah. Not pointing out the little, you know, it's so easy sometimes to say, hey, this is how we need to improve it. And constantly, because we're, we're constantly wanting to improve. And there's nothing wrong with constantly wanting to improve. But have we stopped long enough to go, hey, you know what? That was just a good job. And then maybe tell yourself as a leader, hey, you know what? I'm going to worry about the improvements and I'm going to handle them a different way. I'm going to kind of incubate those things for a week or so. Wait till next week's meeting and then maybe bring them up in a whole as opportunities on how we can just as a whole get better and then let people begin to look where their area of responsibility falls within that. But maybe start out by saying, hey, you know what? Hey, you're doing a great job. I just want you to know that. And just start there. So love always hopes. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. Leaders, you can, you can deflate or inflate who you, who you lead by, by implementing this. But it comes from love. It's not. So this is where the world gets it different. It's not that. So that sounds, David. You, it sounds like a lot of like motivation or encouragement. Yeah. But try doing that without love. Mm. 
It just doesn't, it's just not the same. Remember, remember the, the scripture we just looked at? Go back to it. You have it up still, Mike? If I speak in tongues of men or angels but do not have love, I'm a resounding gong or clanging. Listen, if I speak in the tongue of, so if I speak the tongues of men or of angels, so if I say, hey man, great job, Matthias, but I don't have love and I'm just saying it, I'm a bong, 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 bong. I'm a clanging cymbal. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a resounding gong. You know what a gong is? Boom. One of those things you hit, you know, that, like the, like bong. That's a gong, right? It's annoying. You just, it doesn't mean anything. If I have gift of prophecy, and I can, I can fathom mysteries and I have knowledge. Sounds like the world, right? Sounds like some really good gurus, but I don't have faith. I don't have, and I have faith that moves mountains, right? I'm encouraging, man. I'm, a, I'm like, you can do it. Come on, get up. You know, and I'm motivated, but I don't have love. I'm nothing. So mm-hmm. go back to this. Love always hopes. You, you can do that without love and get nothing except surface level, surface level motivation. Or you can do it with love and it transforms the lives of people. Amen. Where are we at? We're almost done. Love always perseveres. So am I quick to give up on people after they make one mistake or am I willing to teach them through it? Mm. Love never fails. Number seven. So do I have a high turnover? Do I have a low turnover in the number of people who work for me? Right? Um, is the number high? And is it, is, is it, you know, maybe it isn't the people that are failing. <laughs> If the number's high, maybe it's not the people failing, right? Think about that. And I think sometimes as a leader, though, that can get, you know, hearing that can be like, oh, well, I make mistakes all the time and I, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like I fail all the time. And that, that doesn't, I don't think that's what, you know, that's not what we're trying to, you know, get at in this. And I don't even think the word is, is trying to get at that in that point. But it means like, yeah, there's going to be mistakes made, but... You know, I, you hear it said all the time, like, don't failure is like this, the stop, like when you stop trying, when you stop, you know, you stop trying to grow your team, when you stop trying to uh, set new goals, when you start trying to, you know, hear from the Lord on what your next step is for your company or your next step is for your, your business or whatever the case may be. I think sometimes failing is just not, not even giving it a second thought and it's just not even just coasting through rather than, you know intentional day after day yes amen amen so thank you guys for hanging with us for love note so we'll take a couple minutes here just to make an announcement and um and this is mostly going to affect our our live audience just from the standpoint of of those who are with us on a daily basis um those that are listening through audio sources you'll continue to get it dropped um you know, every time we produce the show. So what we're doing, so we are going to be moving from every day, Monday through Friday, we are going to be moving our podcast. There's a lot of things that God is, is doing, um, you know, just, I, I know we don't have a lot of time, but you know, we, and we will be announcing some really cool things in the upcoming month, month and a half. We're in development of these things and it's going to make, make it a lot easier and a lot better to, to listen to us and engage with us. But Game Changer, um, is bigger than what this show is. And Game Changer is what we're stepping into. You guys have heard me mention Marketplace Ministry. My wife and I have talked about this, and we lead a company here in Tampa called IPD Agency. And we are a for-profit company that uh, that that services a lot of businesses in Canada and across the U.S. We've been in business for a while. And recently, over the last uh, short period of um, year, and year and a half, God's moved us into the direction of marketplace ministry. 
and we don't have time to get into what that means. It basically means what it says. It's it's a ministry and um, touching people's lives. That's what ministry is, right? It's not a nonprofit. It's a for-profit, but it's a, it's a ministry. And we Game Changer is going to be the, 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 the lead of that. It's going to be the head of that. It's what we're calling this entire ministry, inward and outward. It's IPD Agency's Marketplace Ministry label. Under that is the podcast, what you're watching now. Um, so with all the other things that we're doing, we actually will be going from once a day, Monday through Friday, to once a week on Tuesday mornings live. We're going to do 8.30 Eastern the same time we do. Um, so we will not be having a show Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. We will be having a Tuesday show once a week. We will drop them on YouTube. We'll be live on YouTube. Um we will be also dropping them continually on Spotify, Apple, Google, and um, of course, we'll be available on social media every day like we are. Um, and here's here's the thing. I, if we're excited about this because it's going to give us time to do some other things that God's really called us to do. But the other thing I want to point out, um, we're not going to be doing series. We're going to be just really bringing you that top message. We're also not going to limit it to 30 minutes. It may be 20. It may be 25. It may be 35. It may be 40. Um, it, it won't be, it won't be longer than that. I mean, we're not going for length, but we're, we're really just going to take time. Um, and we're just going to bring a word. And, uh, so we appreciate those of you guys that watch us every single day. We will be live only on YouTube. We won't be going live on Facebook anymore. With that being said, I will make this slide announcement of what we're working on. Um, we're working on an engagement platform when, and it'll be ready within the next four weeks. And then we'll make sure that gets out to you um, where you're going to be able to get uh, SM, through an app. You're going to be able to get um, watch this live there as well. You're going to be able to get interaction. You're going to be able to get uh, push messages and, and uh, motivation of the day, things like that. And our podcast and all of the things that we do under Game Changer will be there. So stay tuned for that as well. In the meantime, really quick, last thing I'll say, so that you remember, subscribe to YouTube. Make sure you tell people that you know that listen to it. Um, subscribe so you know when we come live. And also, if you want to subscribe to our text of the day we'll put the, we'll put that in the comments here um the number to subscribe to that and that way you'll be getting a text message every day on tuesdays that text message that you get from me will include the link at 8 30 to go and watch us live on youtube i know this is a lot but i wanted to make sure i tell you guys and uh and we appreciate you but i think there's exciting things coming and um we look forward to you guys being live. And by the way, watching us live means a lot because the one show, we're doing that show live rather than pre-recorded because we love the interaction and it kind of, I think that helps all the listeners that listen to us on the audio platforms, which is by far the majority of our listeners. So thank you guys for, because you, we feel like you're kind of a little co-host and part of our, what we do. So I leave anything out. Uh, post date, like outside of being live will be on Wednesdays. Okay, so live on Tuesday mornings, and again, we'll, 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 we, we will post this and you know comment on it and things like that, but Tuesday mornings at 8.30 Eastern, we'll be live on YouTube. The post day, so the, the live stream will go off of YouTube immediately. The edited version will go live or go back on YouTube permanently on Wednesdays, and then the audio platform, um, all the audio platforms will have their the, upload the versions of Tuesday morning show on Wednesday as well. So Wednesday will be the drop day for that. And again, once we get the app, I think you guys uh, encourage you. We'll put QR codes and, and give you guys cool ways to, to download it. It'll give you everything you need. And um, there's also a note section on there. It's really cool. But we'll go over that when we get it. Um, so exciting things to come. Did I leave anything else out, guys? Mm, I think you hit it I all. I think so. The only right. thing that's left. So I don't even know if we, you want to, I mean, since we're over, do you, is there anything pressing we need to announce on there or what? Nope. All right, cool. 
So on that note, what? We out. Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to connect further, check out the David Villa's Game Changer group on Facebook. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Game Changer.